ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದಂ ಪೂರ್ಣ ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಚ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯೂರ್ಣಮಾ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವ ವಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೌವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತೋಪುನಃಪುನಃರೋ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇತಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದವಿಭಾಗಿನೆ ವ್ಯೋಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ನಮಸ್ತ್ರೀ ಶಂಕರಾನಂದ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮಣೆ ಸವಿಳಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ ಅಹಂಕಾರ ಮಮಕಾರ 
is a function of what we call manomaya kosha, an impulsive or habitual faculty. Habitually I call this body as I, habitually I call things related to body as mine. No thinking has gone behind this, this is just a habit which I have inherited. So I have to scrutinize this or I have to put this particular notion on my part that I am the body or this house is mine, we have to subject it to scrutiny. So it's one kind of notions. So this manaha generates one set of notions and buddhi generates another set of notions which are of a different nature. I have done this. I have achieved it. And thus, this is the kind of notion that buddhi has, which also we have to scrutinize. And so the kind of notions that we entertain in our mind are broadly categorized in these two categories and they are called manomaya, vidyanamaya. We must know that this body is not the kosha. What we call kosha is actually our mind alone, I mean our intellect. It is our intellect alone that all these notions are there. When we say that annamayaha or this gross body is a kosha, is a sheath, well, gross body itself cannot become the sheath which can conceal the atma. What conceals the atma is this notion, I am the body. It is not the body that conceals the atma, but the notion, I am the body. So also the prana cannot conceal the atma, the notion, I am the prana. Just as a snake does not conceal the rope, what conceals the rope? This is a snake. This conclusion conceals the rope. Otherwise rope is not concealed. What is in front of me is rope alone. But still, the rope is not known to me. And what veils that rope from me is this notion, this is a snake. And so also what is constantly known to me is only self-atma. However, this notion that I am the body, meaning I am fat, tall, short, whatever. I am the prana, meaning I am hungry, thirsty. It is these notions which are in fact concealing or veiling the true nature of self from me. <coughs> and these notions are classified in these five categories which we call kosha. They are universal errors. Everyone commits these errors. Everyone commits the error of taking a gross body as I. Commits the error of taking prana or the characteristics of prana as again I or mine. Takes the mind also as I takes a buddhi also as I. These are the errors that everyone commits. And there were many more. You can add up on these errors, you know. Like, I mean, on the cake you can add some layers, you know. You can have an ice cream and then some other thing, chocolate and icing and all kinds of things. Similarly, on this notion that I am a limited individual, you can further add that I am a man or I am a woman, I am a beautiful person or an ugly one or I am this and this notions can be further added but all of these can be traced to these five fundamental errors. <coughs> it will be interesting when we are dealing with our mind or dealing with the thoughts or the kind of ideas that I entertain about myself it will be interesting to sit and classify them that a particular idea occurred in me I am good I am bad I am successful or whatever we can, it will be a good exercise to trace each one of these ideas to a particular kosha. When I say, I am a man, hey, this is Annamaya kosha. Just make a note of it. Don't dismiss it. Don't quarrel with it. Just know it. I achieved this. Okay. Know that this is Vijnanamaya kosha. Or, I am sad. Know that this is Manomaya kosha. I am hungry. Know that this is Pranamaya kosha. Just, it's nice to know. Then, 
this koshas will become relevant to us. Otherwise we feel that there's something covered, you know, one inside the other. Koshas are nothing but just notions. So various notions that we entertain are alone categorized in these five categories. Very beautiful. It helps us to handle this problem of ignorance because ignorance is not a tangible entity. But direct product of ignorance are these notions. They are the tangible entities. They count in our life moment to moment. And when we know that, hey, this idea occurs because of my identification with the body. Even all likes and dislikes can also be traced to that alone. All likes and dislikes will also be traced to this koshad alone. When I like a certain thing, I'll find it. I like it because of some reason. Because it is comfortable. Because it is conducive to comfort of my body. Because it is conducive to the comfort of my mind. Because it is conducive to the comfort of my intellect. Intellect likes honor, etc., recognition, appreciation, intellect likes. So anything, wherever I receive honor, appreciation, etc., well, that becomes an object of like. Wherever, on the other hand, there is dishonor or whatever, becomes an object of dislike. So that like and dislike becomes an extension of what you call Vijnanamah Kosha, the conclusions. And so also, anything that is comfortable physically, I like it. And anything that gives me physical discomfort, I dislike it. Extension of what we call Annamayah Kosha. And thus, every notion can be traced to one of these five. And that is how they have given us a very beautiful tool to analyze our mind and different notions and deal with them. <clears throat> deal with them, number one, to know that this is a notion. That is the first thing, first way to deal is what? That this is a notion. That I am sad is a notion. That I am good is a notion. I am whatever. Tall is a notion. To know that this is notion. And it helps us to know what is the source of the notion. It comes from identification with one of these five. Which identification comes from? Ignorance of the true nature of myself. And that way everything will be ultimately traced to ignorance which is the original cause of everything. <coughs> then what should we do about it? Well, to know that this is from ignorance, at least it will not be so bad. When I know that all my sadness or whatever it is comes from ignorance and not for any other reason, at least I'll stop blaming something else for what happens to me. And I'll stop blaming myself also for what happens to me. We can all blame ignorance or maya. That's nice. So that is why it is given to us. What do you call them? Punching bag or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> so, wherever you can exhaust all your things, Maya is a punching bag, you can keep on punching it, you know. That is all the, this is the cause of my sadness or cause of all the problems in my life. At least I am relieved from branding or blaming some other people or blaming the world or blaming myself. Nobody is to blame, then I can be objective. Then I will know that, you know, Maya means ignorance. And then my attention can be directed where it should be directed. <coughs> Okay, having discussed the four koshas now, the teacher here takes to the discussion of the fifth one, introducing the verse 9, it is say, Idanim Bhotur Shabdavachyasya Anandamayasya Anatmatvam Darsaidum Tasyachas Swarupamaha Idanim now Bhotur Shabdavachyasya That which is known by the word Bhokta Anandamayasya, which in fact is Anandamayas Koshaha Anatmatvam, that this Anandamaya Kosha, this Bhokta, or the Bhokturatva, 
which gives rise to what we call Anandamaya Kosha, that also is an Atma, non-self, iti darshaidum tasyacha The first word gives us this Swarupam, what is the nature of this Anandamaya Kosha? And subsequently it will be said that even that also is not Atma. So verse 9 gives us this Swarupam, the nature of Anandamaya Kosha. <coughs> Kachidantar Mukha Vrittihi Ananda Pratibimba Bhag Punya Bhoge Bhoga Shantau Nidra Rupena Liyate Kachit antar mukha vruttihi. Some kind of a kachit. Some, when it is not certain, kachit vruttihi. Some vrutti, some modification of the mind, some thought form. Antar mukha, which is introvert, which is inner, meaning subtler than the earlier vruttis. All of these are vruttis. What we call annamaya hai, pranamaya hai, manomaya hai, vijnanamaya hai. All of these are vruttis. Different thoughts, different notions in our intellect. Subtler than all of these vrittis is antarmukha vrittihi, ananda pratibimba bhak. That which in fact receives a pratibimba or reflection of ananda which is atma. Punya bhoge. At what time? While experiencing what you call punya. So when the punya arises, then the mind assumes a certain kind of a disposition which is fit for reflection of ananda which is atma. At that time, we experience what we call happiness. Bhoga shantau. And when the bhoga, meaning that experience has come to an end, nidra rupena liyate. That very same vritti, which is what we call sukha vritti or anandamaya kosha, nidra rupena liyate. It merges in the form of nidra or sleep. So that is called anandamaya kosha. <coughs> Says the Tikagara. This punya bhoga in the second line actually goes with the first line. <coughs> Is there a comma in your book after punya bhoga? No, it won't. Anyway, there need not be, but it goes with the first line there. There cannot be commas in the verses, but uh, for our understanding. <coughs> punya bhoga, punya karma phalana bhava kale, kachit dhivrutti antar mukhasati. Ananda Pratibhimba Bhag Atma Swarupasya Anandasya Pratibhimba Bhajate It's interesting to know what the Vedantins consider as the cause of happiness. The cause of happiness is we, of course, experience happiness whenever we come across something that we like. So experience of an object that I like generates what we call happiness and therefore happiness is associated with the arrival or experience of a desired object. <coughs> but that is not considered to be the real cause of happiness. What do they consider? Punya bhoge. Punya karma phalanu bhavakale. A person can be happy only as a result of punya karma, meaning a virtuous action. And a person is unhappy as a result of pāpa karma, meaning a, a an action which can be called pāpa or sin or unbecoming action. 
not because you got a certain object or not because you are very smart that you are happy. You are happy because you must have done something good in the past. By the same token, I am unhappy or I meet with unpleasant situations or whatever it is, we have to say that that must be a result of something probably not so good or something bad that must have been done in the past. Because what we experience in present is a result of what was done in the past. That is natural. So effect is always has some cause. And what we experience at the present is an effect, is a product of something which must be in the past. The cause must be in the past. And cause is what we call karma. Punya karma or good actions give rise to happiness and papa karma, bad actions give rise to unhappiness. The simple rule. If you want to be happy, rather than bothering to earn money, etc., do something good. You can, you surely will be happy. And if you want to be unhappy, do something bad and you will surely be unhappy. Regardless of how much money you have and what all you have, still you can be unhappy if what fructifies is papa karma. And regardless of whether you don't have anything or not, you can still be happy if the punya karma fructifies. That way we cannot have any kind of an order of vyavastha as to what, whether a situation is happiness or not. Whether one is happy because one is rich or this and that, you cannot say. Nor can you say one is unhappy because one is rich. Happiness or unhappiness cannot be connected with any situation at all. It is just a disposition of mind. You just find yourself happy. You are in good mood, that's all. Why? I don't know. I am not in good mood today. Why? I don't know. You just find these moods occurring. I don't think that we have any control over the moods as such. We find thoughts occurring. Thoughts are occurring as a result of some past reason, cause. And that cause is what we call karma. And so punya karma gives rise to happiness. Papa karma gives rise to unhappiness. Very simple thing. That's the reason why dharma, artha, kama and moksha. In these four purusharthas, dharma means punya karma. That's what it means. Dharma means an action that is in keeping with what the Vedas or what the scriptures recommend, what they enjoin. They knew that by performing those punya karmas, happiness will come their way. Because happiness is a result of not an action, just an action. Happiness is a result of a punya karma. So to avoid papa karma, and to necessarily perform punya karma used to be the way of life when people had faith in, in this system. <coughs> so here this verse also says, when is it then when I have a moment of happiness? Punya bhoge, punya karma phalanubhavakale. At the time when my punya karma, some past punya karma fructifies, at that time, kachit dhivrutthi, some vrutthi, some mode of mind, a disposition of the mind arises as a result of the fructification of punya karma of the past. Antarmukha sati and that vritti is what? Antarmukha natu bahirmukha. An extrovert vritti and an introvert vritti. Whether vritti is extrovert or introvert will be determined by the object of the vritti. If the object of the thought is an object external, we would call it extrovert thought. If the object of thought is something internal, we'll call it introvert thought. This vritti or the thought form that arises as a, as a result of the fructification of punya karma has what object? Not some, the object is not something away from you, 
your object is something close to you. Therefore, it is called Antarmukha Vrittihi. That is a disposition of the mind that is very pure and very close to the self. Ananda Pratimimba Bhak and therefore it receives the Pratimimba or reflection of Ananda which is the nature of Atma. Atma Swarupasya Anandasya Pratimimba Bhajate Idi Ananda Pratimimba Bhak So that which uh, which is which is endowed with or which is able to receive the reflection of Ananda which is the nature of Atma. <coughs> this is called Sukha Vritti or Ananda Vritti. That alone is called in Taitriya Upanishad this Priya Moda Pramoda. Tasya Priya Meva Shiraha Modo Dakshina Pakshaha Pramoda Uttara Pakshaha Ananda Atma Brahma Pucham Pratishtha. So Priya Vritti Moda Vritti Pramoda Vritti which were mentioned in the first chapter. That's why uh, he doesn't repeat it here. But Priya Vritti is a disposition of the mind that arises at the thought of an object, a desired object. Modavrutti is a disposition that arises at the sight of the desired object. And the Pramodavrutti arises at the experience of the desired object. <coughs> but Ananda Atma, see, even the Anandamaya Kosha also is compared to a bird, like the rest of the Koshas were in Taitri Upanishad. And these are the different limbs of the bird. Tasya Priyameva Shiraha, of this, the head is Priya Vritti. Modo Dakshina Pakshaha. The Modo Vritti is the right wing. Pramoda Uttara Pakshaha. And the Pramoda Vritti is the left wing. Ananda Atma. What is the trunk? Atma means trunk there. Trunk which, from which these limbs are radiating out. Which trunk is that which sustains them. So Ananda Atma. Out of Ananda is Atma, the trunk of all these Vrittis from which the vrittis arise. Ananda is the content of all these vrittis. Brahma Pucham Pratishtha And what is that Ananda? Nothing but Brahma. <coughs> okay, when this vritti arises, then Saeva Bhoga Shantav. Well, how long will you be happy? As long as that Punya Karma is. When that Punya Karma gets exhausted, that Sukha vritti also goes away, even though you may have the same object. You have the same car which made you happy this morning. The very same car may not necessarily make you happy in the afternoon. Not that there is anything wrong with the car or with you. That Punya Karma which gave rise to that happiness is exhausted. And now some other karma has come along. So Bhoga Shantav Punya Karma Phala Bhoga Uparame Sati When the result of that Punya Karma Bhoga is, is exhausted <coughs> Nidra rupena liyate vilina bhavati. So very same vritti becomes, it merges in the form of nidra, in the form of deep sleep. Sa vritti hi anandamaya hi te hai. That vritti is called anandamaya. Meaning in a nidra, in the deep sleep also, the same vritti obtains. So in the waking state also, whenever there is the occurrence of the result of punya karma, we do feel happy. That also is Anandamaya Kosha. And then, in deep sleep also, it is a result of this Punya Karma that gives us the experience of Ananda in deep sleep. <coughs> Thus they say that the waking, dream and deep sleep, all of these are the results of past actions.
in short anandamay kosha is that sukhavrutti that happy disposition of mind which receives the reflection of atma which is the nature of ananda what is the intensity of ananda that is experience that will depend upon the nature of that vritti if that ananda sukhavrutti is satvik then the ananda that is reflected is also intense if there is rajas and tamas associated with it then the ananda reflected also will be accordingly uh, dull so rajas will give rise to a distraction tamas will give rise to dist- dullness so if it's not that we always feel the same intensity of happiness the intensity also varies depending upon the disposition of mind what is the kind of punya karma so <clears throat> but this also is called kosha because it gives rise to the notion i am happy so this notion i am happy deprives me of the knowledge that i am happiness otherwise this experience of happiness should lead us to the knowledge of atma at that time but it does not because ignorance which is the cause continues there and therefore i ultimately come out of that experience with the notion i was happy or i say i am happy so happy also is a superimposition upon the atma happiness which is the nature of the mind is superimposed upon the atma and i come out with the notion i am happy <coughs> so that i am happy deprives me of the knowledge of i am happiness <coughs> therefore it is called kosha tasya anatmatvam aha the 10th verse says how this anandamay kosha also is anatma <coughs> ಕದಚಿತ್ಕೂತಿಂಬೂತಸ್ಥಿತೆ somebody says this is ananda it is happiness why don't you say it is atma he says no kadachit katvatah meaning kadachit katvat kadachit ka kadachit bhavah kadachit kah that which obtains kadachit at some time so that which obtains at some time and not at other time is called kadachit kah you know kadachit kada means when so kadachit means that which obtains sometime now and then so kada chitka that is obtains now and then so this sukhavrutti or this this disposition happy disposition of mind also is is something that occurs and goes away it is not permanent thing had it been lasting we would say that it is atma however it comes and goes and therefore avi ayam anandamayo bi atma nasya therefore this anandamaya also is not atma <coughs> then who is atma bimba bhutoy ananda however anandamaya kosha is closest to atma and therefore an analysis of that experience does help us to understand what would be the nature of atma that's the reason why a moment of happiness is always analyzed what happens at the moment of happiness when the one who experiences happiness and the object of ex- happiness both of them fuse together in one experience of the non dual 
that is when we experience happiness so happiness that experience of happiness which may be totally absorbing where there is a self forgetfulness also that experience teaches us something that happiness is experienced when the duality between the experiencer and the experienced that duality merges when the duality merges completely then the happiness also is complete to the extent that the duality remains to that extent the happiness also is less intense but when the duality between the experiencer and the experienced is completely merged that time there is an experience of non duality however not the knowledge of non duality because ignorance is there and therefore even that experience of non duality is called anandamaya kosha because ignorance is there unfortunately i do not come out of that experience any wiser in fact i come out that experience thinking that i gain that ananda from that object and therefore i seek that object again and again or if that experience of happiness came through some other process like yoga where where i attain an absorption of mind or like meditation or something like that where an absorption of mind happened and i experience that happiness then again i come out of that experience that i experience happiness or i am happy when i am in that particular state and therefore so there is a bhogi a bhogi is a fellow who always runs after the objects because he thinks that happiness is there a yogi is a fellow who always goes to himself and all the time tries for absorption or samadhi thinking that that is where the happiness is of course there is a rogi also you know it's interesting while in gujarat there are such names you know bhogilal etc nobody thought about it only when they pointed out that bhogilal is a name bhogilal is one of the bhogi means one who is who always indulges into the sense pleasures <coughs> but bhogi always becomes rogi at the end rogi means one having disease so because bhoge rog abham but the vedantin knows very well that happiness doesn't lie out there it doesn't lie in there somewhere it is the very self but this very experience of happiness denies me the knowledge and always misguides me as a matter of fact either it misguides me distracts my attention out there or distracts my attention to in there some place but certainly keeps me away from the knowledge of myself therefore that is called anandamaya kosha <coughs> but what is the true an who is atma then bimba bhutoya ananda that ananda which of the nature of bimba or the image so what is reflected is is atma so so image is atma not the reflection reflection is not the atma the one who is reflected is atma atma so why sarvada sthirah because he ever obtains this this image that is ananda that is ever available the reflection comes and goes because reflection depends upon the reflecting medium what is the reflecting medium the mind a mind is not always mind is not able to enter, enjoy the same disposition all the time only when the mind has a given disposition then we feel happy when the disposition goes away again happiness goes away however the one who is reflected atma is ever there and therefore he atma is ananda <coughs> says the tika kara here i am anandamayobi kada chitkat kada chitkatvat atma nasyat 
That is the anvay of the first line of the verse. Abhradi padarsava dityarsaha. Whenever you make a statement, you must always give reason. So first statement is made. I am anandamayopi kada chitkatvat atmanasyat. Even this anandamaya also is not atma because kada chitkatvat, reason. Because it is something that is coming and going. Then what is drashtanta? Abhradi padarsava. Abhra means a cloud. Like a cloud, which comes and goes, is unsteady, and so also what we call the Anandamaya Kosha, which is that disposition of the mind also is unsteady, like a cloud, and therefore it cannot be Atma. Atma cannot be unsteady. It can go now and come later, because I cannot go away from myself and come. That coming and going cannot be in Atma. Coming and going can be any in something which is other than Atma, and therefore this Anandamaya Kosha, which is also a disposition of mind, there also cannot be Atma. Nanu vidyamananam anandamayadinam sarvesham atmatva nirase nairatmyam prasajjeta Question is asked here that vidyamananam anandamayadinam sarvesham atmatva nirase Atmatva nirase, you dismiss the atmatvam you dismiss all of these as being non-self. Who are they? Anandamaya dinam. Annamaya, pranamaya, manomaya, vijnanamaya, anandamaya. All of these have been dismissed as anatma. So whatever is there has been all dismissed as anatma. Sarvesham, atmatva, nirase. If you say that none of them is atma, nairatmim prasajjeta. It looks like there is no atma at all. So, Annamaya, Pranamaya, up to Anandamaya, if all of these are dismissed, or all of them are categorized as Anatma, looks like there is no Atma at all. Iti Ashankyaha Bimba Bhutaha Iti. Bimba Bhutaha Yaha Anandaha. Sitikakar explains, Buddhyadav Pratibimbataya Avasthitasya Priyadi Shabdavachyasya Anandamayasya Bimba Bhutaha Karanabhutoya Anandaha Asaveva Atma Bhavati. Buddhyadau, in buddhi, etc. Pratimimbataya avasthitasya priyadishabdavachyasya anandamayasya. What do we call anandamaya? Anandamaya is nothing but this priya moda pramoda vritti, means a happiness of the mind. So happiness is a disposition of mind, a frame of mind. So the one who is reflected in that mind, bimba bhutaha, meaning karana bhutoyo anandaha. That on account of which I feel happy. That on account of which the mind gives me happiness. What is the reason why even a given disposition of mind makes me happy? Because that disposition of mind reflects Atma. So even mind also becomes a cause of happiness. I love a certain disposition of mind. Because that disposition of mind reflects Atma. Which is Ananda. And therefore I love that mind also. But that mind is not Atma. The one who is reflected in the mind, that is Atma. Asavayva Atma Bhavati. Therefore, in the meditation also sometimes you have a, a tranquility of mind, what you call Shantavritti. Mind becomes totally quiet. That time I experience a Shanti. I experience a quietude. I experience tranquility. But then what I am experiencing, the tranquility also is a frame of mind, is also a, a state of mind alone. However, that state of mind is very conducive for me to see this fact that the shanti or the tranquility that I am experiencing 
or the silence that I experience or the happiness that I experience is due to I who is of the nature of happiness, I who is of the nature of silence, I who is of the nature of tranquility. What is experienced is not I, but that Shanti, the tranquility or the silence that is experienced is due to Atma, who is of the nature of silence. So that very witness, because the witness is the one who is reflected in the mind. Understand mind is comparable to a mirror and mind always reflects Atma. However, most of the time that reflection is very distorted because mind which is the reflecting medium itself is distorted. When there are such thoughts as Kamaha, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, when such thoughts are there, then it is like a distorted mirror. And even a beautiful face also can appear very distorted because of distortion in the mirror. And usually the mind is distorted because likes and dislikes and what not. And therefore, the reflection of myself that I see in the mind also is distorted. I don't like it. However, in Anandamaya Kosha, when the mind becomes clean, mind becomes, mind has no distortion at that time, then the reflection that I see also is very lovable. And so I see a, a self in that mind, which also is what I like. But that time I have to remember that the happiness that I experience, or the silence that I experience, is a reflected happiness, is a reflected silence. And who is the one who is reflected? Who is absolute happiness or absolute silence is the one who is reflected in the mind, and who is being experienced. Who am I? I am the one who is even the content of this, the very silence, that very happiness, or that very tranquility I am. <coughs> and he is always there. He is always of the nature of tranquility, always of the nature of silence, always of the nature of ananda. However, I find myself disturbed, not because Atma is disturbed, but that mind in which Atma gets reflected, that mind is disturbed. I see a disturbed reflection and I take it to be myself. Therefore I say that I am disturbed. I see a silent reflection, I take that to be myself and I say I am silent. So I am silent is as much a notion as I am disturbed. Dhyayativa lerayativa as Prahadarnika says, as though he meditates, as though he is distracted. Because meditation meaning concentration and distraction, both of these are characteristics of mind. Atma neither meditates nor gets distracted, he ever illumines. <coughs> so that bimba bhutaha, karana bhutoya anandaha, that bimba or the image which is the very cause for this happiness. The happiness is there in the mind, I feel happy with the mind. What is it that gives, endows this happiness, you know, what is it that makes this mind endowed with happiness? It is Ananda, the Atma, who is reflected in that. So that which is the cause of happiness, that Ananda is Atma. Asavayo Atma Bhavati. He alone is Ananda, Atma, and not this disposition of mind. <coughs> Kutaha, how do you say that? Iti Adhaha. If that's the question, then the answer is given. Sarvadasthitehe. Sarvadast, fifth case again. Sarvadasthiti. And fifth case is Sarvadasthitehe on account of he enjoying a Sarvadasthiti because he obtains all the time. The meaning is Nityatva Dityartha because Atma is Nitya. Atma which is Ananda ever obtains. He ever is. He is not the nature of coming and going. 
but he ever is. <coughs> so what is the inference involved, says here, vivadadhyasita-ānanda-ātmā-bhavidumarhati nityatvād ye ātmā-nabhavati nāsau nityah yathā-dehādihi vivadadhyasita-ānanda-ātmā-bhavidumarhati this ātmā, ānanda, which is vivada adhyasitaha, which is vivada aspadaha, this ananda which is the subject of matter of contention, atma bhavitum arhati, so that should be ananda, should be atma. Not anandamaya koshaha, not that sukha vritti, but ananda that is reflected there should be atma. Why? This is sadhyam. What is the hetu? Nityatvat. Because he is nitya. Well, do you have an illustration, drashtanta? We don't have a drashtanta. Therefore, when you do not have the drashtanta, then you give the opposite drashtanta. Unlike. So, consciousness is self, unlike a pot. Because pot is jada, and therefore it is not the self. So, that which is not the self cannot be conscious. And therefore, consciousness is a self. Here also, atma is nitya, unlike a pot. Why? Because spot is not nitya and it is not atma. So when there is absence of hetu and sadhya both, then that will become that will be called vyatireki drashtanta. So two kinds of illustrations are given: anvayi drashtanta and vyatireki drashtanta. Anvayi drashtanta is where the hetu and sadhya both are present. Vyatireki drashtanta is that where hetu and sadhya both are absent. So we say that yatra yatra dhumaha tatra tatra vannihi wherever there is smoke there must be fire yasa mahanase just as in a fireplace you know because we see both the fire which is sadhya and smoke which is hetu both of them are present there must be an unfailing relationship between the sadhya and hetu or you can say unlike unlike a lake mean because in the lake both are absent there is neither fire nor smoke. So that would be called Vyatireka Drashtanda. So in many cases, Anvaya Drashtanda is not available, then you give Vyatireka Drashtanda. In case of Atma, there is not no Drashtanda because Atma is not, uh, cannot be, is not Upamaya, is not comparable. So Upamana Pramana is not applicable to Atma and therefore no Drashtanda is available for Atma. Whatever Drashtanda are there are all about Anatma. So all of them will fall with fall into Vyatireki Prashtanta category. So says, ye atma anabhavati nasau nityaha yasa dehadihi unlike body etc. So ananda is atma. Why? Because it is nitya. Unlike body etc. This body is not atma. Why? Because it is not nitya. So in the body, both the hetu nityatva and sadhi atmatva, both are absent. Therefore, it is called opposite or contrary illustration, Vyatireki Drashtanda. So, ye atma nabhavati, that which is not atma, naso nitya hai, that is not nitya also. So, that which is nitya alone is atma, that is not nitya, is not atma, like Dehadihi. <coughs> then the last line says, Gaganadehe utpatti matvena anityatvat. Na anaikantikataiti bhavaha. 
see all the time we are talking to this nayayikas this whole this fellow is always kept in mind whenever you write something you always have some audience in mind and you are talking to somebody you cannot talk to a wall at no time the swami always has difficulty you can ask to go into a tv studio or something and ask to talk before a microphone i can't do that i must have people in front of me i can only talk to them i can't talk to a wall and you can't write to a wall or write before a wall even when you're writing there's always someone in your mind that is called the audience so adhikari is always necessary whenever you write your thesis also you have to define your audience for whom it is written whether the scientists are going to read students are going to read laymen are going to read and accordingly you will you will compose your writing so here mainly the main contenders in all these arguments right now are the nayayikas the nayayikas say that there are so many nitya according to nayayika not only atma is nitya but other things are also nitya nitya means changeless or indestructible so they say there is space time atma manaha and parmanu that the world is made up of the five elements and all these five elements ultimately reduced to what we call parmanu indestructible fundamental building blocks are the five parmanu the five atoms and so those five atoms are also indestructible atma also is indestructible mind also is nityam and desha also is nitya kala also is nitya according to the so many nityas now we say ye atma anabhavati nasau nitya hai we say that the one who is not atma cannot be nitya meaning whatever is nitya is atma this is all right if you say that whatever is nitya or indestructible is atma then space also is nitya desha is nitya kala is also nitya parmanu is also nitya manaha also is nitya does it mean all of these are atmas so moment you give a vyapti or a rule inference is wrong says gaganadehe utpatti matvena anityatvat na anaikantikata this anaikantikata is supposed to be a logical fallacy in in this tarka there are what they call hetva bhasa means fallacious tarka or fallacious reasoning which appears to be a reason all right but actually it is not reason you know <clears throat> so logical fallacies are there anaikantikata is also one of the logical fallacies so as we said there must be an unfailing relationship between hetu and sadhya like when smoke and fire only when there is unfailing relationship then you can infer the presence of fire from smoke otherwise you cannot but sometimes people present all kinds of logic which a lot of fallacies are involved so anaikantikata is one of these fallacies anaikantikata also is a three kinds of fallacies are there sadharana asadharana and this anupasamhari so just for your interest you know we'll tell you what is anaikantikata when this in in unfailing relationship is not there between sadhya and hetu somebody says parvato vannimaan we say parvato vannimaan dhumatva we say that this hillock is fiery because there is smoke and that's fine because between smoke and fire there is an unfailing relationship but this fellow says parvato vannimaan prameyatvat 
Prameya means that which is known. That mountain is fiery because it is known. You know? Now, that means what? Whatever is known should be fiery. This is called Sadharana Anikandikatvam. This Hetu is too general. It covers too many things. Because we find a lake also is Prameya, meaning an object of knowledge. And still we don't find any fire there. You see? And therefore, sometimes the reason that is given covers much more than your, uh, you know, your sadhya. And therefore, this is called sadharana, when it covers too much ground. So, this hillock is fiery because it is known. Hey, so what? I know this chair also. Does it mean that whatever is known is fiery? No. And therefore, that logic is, although it sounds like logic, this hillock is fiery because it is known. Prameyatva, so all the elements of logic are there. There is Hetu is given there, Sadhya is also there, all these things are there. However, this Hetu is fallacious because it covers too much Sadharana. So another one is Asadharana, does not cover enough. He says, Shabdaha Nityaha Shabdatvat, that's all. Shabda means sound is Nitya, eternal, because there is sound. Now that means this, this Shabdatvam is not present anywhere. And therefore you don't find any Dastanda at all. You don't find any comparable dhrashtanda, you don't find opposite dhrashtanda because shabdatva soundness is the quality of sound. So sound is eternal because it is because of soundness. Now if soundness is a quality found elsewhere, then alone there can there has to be dhrashtanda. There is no dhrashtanda at all here. Sound is eternal because of because of sound. It possesses soundness. Like what? There is nothing that possesses soundness. Sound alone possesses soundness. Shabda alone is quality of Shabdatvam. That Shabdatvam is not anywhere else. And therefore, this kind of a Hetu, namely Shabdatvam, is called Asadharanam. Does not cover any Drashtanda at all. Earlier one covered too many things. This one, does, at least a Drashtanda must be covered. You say that Parvato Vandiman Dhumatvat, that this hill fire, hillock is fiery because of smoke, Yatha Mahanasaha, just as a fireplace. So there should be at least one drishtanda. Or there should be vyatireki drishtanda. Yatha hradaha. Hrada means like a lake. Where there is an absence of smoke as well as absence of fire. But then you can't find a single drishtanda where there is shabdatvam because shabda alone is has shabdatvam. And therefore there is no sapaksha drishtanda. No there is any to say that something is anitya because it doesn't have shabdatvam. Anityatvam is everywhere but shabdatvam is not there. So vyatireka drishtanda is not there. And then, Nityatvam is there, but Shabdatvam is not there, and so Anvai Dashtanda also is not there. So these are also fallacy. This is called also Anikandikada, Asadharan. Another one is Anupasamhari. <coughs> says, Sarvam Anityam Prameyatvat. Everything is Anityam because it is known. <laughs> Here also, Sarvam includes everything, and therefore, there is no Dashtanda. This is called Anupasamhari, means inconclusive. <coughs> So these are some of the logical fallacies. They find in our statement also a logical fallacy. They say that you say that whatever is Nitya must be Atma. Well then, space also becomes Atma. Time also becomes Atma. Parmanas also become Atma because all of them are Nitya. He says, we say no. According to you they may be Nitya, but we do not accept them as Nitya. What do we say? Tasmadva etasmad Atmanaha Akashaha Sambhutaha. As far as Akasha is concerned, it is not Nitya, it has a birth. And that which is birth 
also is perishable and therefore it is anitya. Time also is anitya, space also is anitya, paramanus are all anitya. So we do not accept anything other than atma as nitya and therefore we are quite alright. You accept many other things as nitya and therefore you may have problem. But then since we accept everything as born except atma and so that which is nitya alone can be atma, that which is not nitya cannot be atma. So state of mind cannot be atma. Even if the state of mind is ananda, most exalted ecstasy, bliss, you know, even that cannot be atma because it is a state of mind which comes and goes. That whichever is, is atma. How do you say that atma is ananda? Why don't you say atma is dukkha? Well, there are different arguments for that. Atma is ananda because I love atma. Atma is always the object of love. I never dislike myself. I always like myself. And I only like that which gives me happiness. Yam atma paranandaha parapremaspadaha yataha. Since the atma is parapremaspadam yataha. Since the atma is always the object of total love. And love can be there only where there is ananda. And therefore atma is of the nature of ananda. This was proven in the first chapter itself. Otherwise, how do you say that Atma is Ananda? You don't know what is reflected. You simply conclude that the one who is reflected in the mind is Ananda. But it is because we know it when the mind is clear. When the mind is free of rajas and tamas, then what is reflected is a clear reflection. At that time what is reflected is Ananda. Only when the mind gets cluttered with rajas and tamas, then we find that what is reflected is as though unhappiness. But that is not the quality of what is reflected, is the quality of the reflecting medium, namely the mind. Atma is ananda because parapremaspadam, it is the object of paraprema and that has to be of the nature of ananda. <coughs> and thus in this fa- analysis of the five koshas, which is done very quickly, then many questions will arise, but these pancha kosha viveka is presented here, shown how different koshas are anatma, and how Atma is Nitya and of the nature of Ananda. <coughs> okay. Om Puranamada Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashyakruta Vande Bhagavanta Punapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshinamurtaye namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om